0: welcome everyone we are here it is time another very special guest look at that he's already he's already showing off the biceps (laughs) the arms my man devin larrett is here appreciate you joining us devin thank you so much
1: thank you for having me jeff
0: i before we dive into it i do want to thank our sponsor club gg where you can download and play create poker clubs for free and play each month and win hundreds of thousands of dollars in prizes I know you know about some gaming and stuff. We'll talk about ArmBet a little bit later as well. So I I, I got a lot to ask you. I know you are uh, very busy, so thank you so much for the time today. But first off, could you maybe just introduce yourself? Because this is a poker-centric podcast. Of course, we touch on all different genres and business and areas and and stuff. And yours is super unique and, and exciting for me. Because uh, I respect it and I'm, I'm interested. So tell me about yourself. Give me your whole life in one minute. That's the deal.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, well, uh, I'm just trying to get by, man. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to get by. Uh, I'm the current uh, heavyweight champion of the world for arm wrestling, right-handed. Um, I've been arm wrestling since I was a kid. That's kind of the primary focal point that kind of you know, gives me something to talk about. Uh, arm wrestling, arm wrestling world, my involvement in it. Um I was a soldier for 20 years, I've got a uh, family, um, uh, I'm a Canadian, uh, I grew up on a farm, uh, yeah, just, uh, I, I live a relatively simple life, I, I travel the world holding people's hands, and yeah, I return home and uh, live, on my, live on my couch and uh, go for walks at night with my dog, and that's pretty much it, man. Amazing. Well, all right. So yeah,
0: that's that's a nice overview. I'm ready to dive in because there's a lot, a lot there. You're in the Canadian Special Operations Forces Command at 21, correct? 21 years old. You're over uh, there. Is that is that even before? I think
1: I was 21. So I think I was 21 when I joined the army. Okay. And I got to the special forces when I was uh, 24, 25, and I stayed there for the rest of my career. So I had a 20 year career. So that meant I guess I did 16 years in the special forces. And yeah, it's great. So
0: so, so explain that to me. You're, so you're, you know, like poker, you play like you're, you know, team sports, you're around, you're on a plane, you're hanging out, you're doing stuff. Is this arm wrestling? Was this something you were just, were you, were you doing arm wrestling? Would you guys like do this for fun kind of sometimes? And did you know you were always good at arm wrestling or did this not come till much later? When did you start really arm wrestling?
1: I've been arm wrestling since I was a kid. Like, okay. I actually started arm wrestling with my grandmother. Um, yeah. So I started arm wrestling probably when I was like five. Okay. Um, yeah. That was the deal. She would uh, ask me to do some chore or something. And my reward was that I'd get to arm wrestle her. So, wow. and was good it close deal.
0: for a while or was that, was it about oh. even at five or were you crushing at before that? Were you, was she getting I, smoked?
1: I never beat my grandmother. Never wow. did. Yeah. Wow. she crushed me until she was gone and uh yeah now i just have this memory uh i arm wrestled through high school and well through public school high school just on desks with my friends and i wasn't the best i wasn't the worst um and then after high school i went out west and i worked oil field And I was starting to get pretty strong at that point. But that is where I met a professional arm wrestler. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? This is a thing. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, so I followed the dude around like a lost puppy. And uh, what year is this roughly? This would be like 94 winter, like so early winter of 94. So I'd have been like 18. Yeah. And I followed him around just. Begging for his tutelage, which he eventually gave me. This guy called Dion Langelle uh, is from an arm wrestling family. So at that point, yeah, arm wrestling was much more underground than it is now. Uh, but he, uh, yeah, he trained me in the basics, uh, trained me how to train in the gym for it, which I was already actively going to. I was an active guy in the gym. And then, um, I moved back to Ontario, found out that the scene was here alive and well, I ended up joining the army and I just, at that point, I was deep, deep in the sport and I stayed involved right till now, right till present.
0: All right, so, so many questions, so much just, uh, I don't even know where to start, but so when you, when you didn't know there's a, you liked arm wrestling, you and your grandmother arm wrestled since you were a kid for chores, which is pretty, pretty cool. And uh, you then are meet someone and you find out he's a professional arm wrestler. What what was the tour like then? Like, what, how has it changed from then to now? But give it to me first. What was it like then when when you did find out that this was a real profession or a, someone was doing this for a
1: living? Super underground, right? Like that was I, I met Dion, who was my first coach in 1994, in like January of 1994, and at that time, like, I don't ever, I mean, it was, it was on TV, at you know, at times, and there was Over the Top that it already made, but this is pre-internet, right? So, like, you know, like, people, you had to know somebody, or, like... You know, you got a flyer in the mail, like it Fight was, no,
0: was underground. Yeah. Yeah. it was, it was real low key. Okay. And we're before, cool. what was that? Give me like the world championship at this time. Like, was it even, was there a grand prize? Was there, were people getting sponsorships and deals at all back then? Or was it just sort of like a, an extra hobby you did like, along with whatever else you were doing
1: way more hobbyish then. For sure, like there were world championships already. There was uh, some leagues that had been running for a long time and they did hold kind of an annual cycle where there was provincials, nationals, worlds, but it was so cult and so small and so underground. Like you basically had to be some guy or girl who was crazy about arm wrestling and challenged everybody you knew until eventually you somehow made it to like some level boss or something who actually was connected to this world. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Very underground. And and like everything has come so far, like the technical uh, aspects of it, the training. I mean, back then, I mean, there was like, you really had to find somebody um, who knew anything. Um, I mean, now, like, guys come into the club like now when people come to us they know more than what like you know five-year guys knew like back when i was arm wrestling
0: when you say that it reminds me of poker you know you talk about like doyle brunson these guys that were like legends of the game that that played and would go around driving the games and play and you see a few hands whereas like online poker right you can see a kid now who's 18 19, 20, 21 years old, can see what someone maybe saw in 10 years of playing, like back in the day, you know, in a or at a casino, they see in like a month or oh, something. Yeah. You know, it's like it's so it's similar, right? Like the, everything, yeah, it's like we're in the matrix, right? It's just like constantly evolving, improving, things are getting sharper, quicker, more information, more technology. It's uh it's it's definitely it's definitely a wild time. But so you then find this out, you get into it, and just like I wanna ho- I hop around. I'm, I, my mind goes everywhere. I don't have a structured layout, I just have so many questions, but you were in Afghanistan deployed, I believe seven times. Is that, is that correct? And you got, you got, you were, you were actually wounded. Um, I believe shot or hit with shrapnel. Could you maybe tell me what happened there? How that seems pretty insane.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was wild times, you know, um, yeah, Afghanistan. Um, I was, I was really, you know, like when I look back, I was, I'm really pleased with everything I got to do. If, if I was still a as healthy as i could be I, i'd probably still be doing it but uh <laughs> jody jody's here and you're yeah. single. <laughs> and hi. hello really? hi
0: jody I, your wife's yeah. our professional arm wrestler too or was she's i know she's not. Uh, she, she
1: was yeah like yeah. uh there was a period when she was actually ranked number one in north america wow. uh in, in her division um but yeah she's kind of she's she's an actor so but producer writer she's yeah she's in that world so but yeah she graces us every once in a while and uh she still occasionally comes to practice and you know it's hard not to you know know about arm wrestling when you live in we live in the same house so right yeah
0: Um, and what about your three kids you have three children i believe do they arm wrestle how old are they
1: yeah uh so they all arm wrestle They've like, I think that most of them went to their first competition probably before they were two years old, like all of them. Yeah. Um, the one, actually, Auden, he's the middle one. He's actually, he actually trains for it. Uh, so he, trains with me in our little gym here. He uh, he goes to practice whether I'm there or not, so he's very motivated to do well in the sport. He's He loves fighting and everything, so yeah, he's he's got the arm wrestling bug. The other two are kind of uh, just kind of by proximity, it just kind of washes over them, right. but uh, yeah, they're all good, but Auden, uh, the 17-year-old like he's going to practice tonight without me, so right. that's, yeah,
0: that's very cool. And looking at um, you know, looking back though, at that, like what was that experience? What year was that during the seven times you were deployed to Afghanistan? Like, I what years was that over? How long of a period?
1: So, I think that uh, probably around from like 2003 to like 2011 or 12, I think, yeah, 11, I think, somewhere around there. Yeah, it's then- all a quite a haze for me i spent i'll tell you i spent very little time looking back at it um but it was it was a fantastic time in my life uh i worked with some of my favorite people uh some of my most inspirational moments come from uh from those deployments i got to see uh you know some truly uh, you know just incredible acts um, the coordination, the planning, the precision,, um, all of it to be part of it, uh, probably it well, it's it's definitely, it's definitely one of the highlights of my life. Um, you know, there's there's so much I can say about it, but, uh, yeah, it's in the past for me now, I mean, was it, I love the time back.
0: you, the time you got wounded, was it the last one or was it, was it in the
1: middle? No, of, no it was early on. Yeah. I got, I got shot and fragged a couple times on, um, on one of the, one of the missions was a real doozy. Like, you know, we were, um, so we do, well, you never know really what you can say and what you can't say, mm-hmm. but, um, there was one mission that went particularly not, not as planned. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, we got, uh, well, it's, it's just such a disaster. You know, like when you, when you work overseas and when you work with these units that are, you know, very specialized, you know, we, we, we really try to stack all the odds in our favor all the time. And, we try to obviously we, we we only want to win there is no gan like i mean when you think about gambling and and sports and war it's they're they're different they're yeah. different yeah the um,
0: chance the risk that they're the, yeah you're talking about different types of, of chance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah and 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 you do everything you can to only achieve victory, right? Like there, you're not going into a place kind of like, well, we might win this one, we might not. You know, you are pretty much you're going to win every single fight that you get into, right? Uh, but sometimes, you know, sometimes whether if the target's juicy enough, and uh, depending on who's making the shot, calling the shots, you might you might be a little bit more risky, mm-hmm. you know. And and sometimes you win, and then uh, sometimes you learn a lot. <laughs> And, uh, we learned a lot on some of them, on some of them, they didn't go so well, but I'll tell you, uh, I, I was raised, uh, as an, uh, not religious, you know, um, but you know, it's crazy how lucky we can be, you know, um, mathematically, I can't explain it. The level of luck that, uh, our unit had is, uh it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I mean, when I try and compute it, try and, uh, add it all up to me, we are luckier than logic would say is possible. We're, we're luckier. Like, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't even like to talk about what I believe in. Cause I, I just, I have no idea, but, right. but I'll tell you, man, there's some weird stuff going on in the world. And, uh, I'm lucky to be here. A lot of us are lucky that we're alive. And uh, you sometimes wonder whether, uh, whether, you know, when you think about the multiverse, <laughs> that there's a lot of dead ones of me out there. <laughs> right. Well, is, I'm, is it, I'm the lucky one. I'm it's the lucky one.
0: It's an interesting point, not to tie everything to poker, but that is one thing that I believe poker really teaches is the variance because you're, you're just constantly in these like – 80 20s 70 30s 95 fives right and so like yeah. you're taking all these different statistics and like hand probabilities that are colliding on a daily basis if you're playing tournaments or cash games and like like you said in there and, and, and that's the, that's the crazy part is like it's an analogy in my mind for life but like you're talking about you know you're saying you're lucky who knows like what we're talking oh, about yeah. you know you get a, a bullet in your hand versus like spray you know you're talking like you you're it's yeah you're, like you're yeah. saying you're lucky you know, you're, like, like it could be different an inches or a, a split second or you know a guy catches you off guard in a spot where like he just turns the corner in the right like that's the kind of stuff that's really wild lucky. i'm sure that's what you're talking it, about there's, uh,
1: some of the things there's skill some things there's skill some things there's no skill it's just a random randomizer and you know when it's when 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 the odds are against you over and over and over and over and over and, and somehow you just continue to to get by. It starts to make you think, right? It starts to make you wonder, like, um, yeah, like uh, been missed, been missed more times, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Also, like
0: you say, like it's like uh, you're, it's out of your control. The guy's got a free yeah. or whatever. You got a shot on your your debt. You're kind of in open water or something, and you're just sort of yeah. That no, it's, I mean, again, yeah, we could talk forever about this stuff. It's pretty. Look at we're happy. I'm, I'm amazing you're here. It sounds like you said like you've gotten a lot of learning experiences you've been through, seen a lot, done a lot. And I do see uh, that you noted if this is, you know, you, you would say that your military service, you cried a lot of the experience gained, you know, a large part of your success. I mean, you probably you've learned so many lessons, like you said, so many probably inspirational stuff that's happened, people doing unbelievable acts of kindness or, or, uh, you know, sacrifice and whatnot. So is, is that fair to say that a lot of your success? Yeah. Like you picked up yep. through
1: these experiences. I, I still, uh, I still have a lot of friends who were, who are active and, uh, you know, you do miss it. You really do. It's it's hard. Like, uh, you know, we play these games. Like, you know, whatever we we do. And my father used to say that all sports are derived from from war. So, like, in some way, all these sports, all these things, they have a, a an application on the battlefield. And um, and I always thought, like, when I was serving, that I was doing kind of like the highest. The highest level of um, being being a fighter that that I could possibly be, um, you know. And I and I, I know, like looking back, it's kind of an elitist way to think. But for my life, it's true. For my life, this was my highest expression, um, and it was the most adrenaline that I could possibly harness. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, now, you know, I get my, I get my kicks from, uh, well, one of the ways I get my kicks is, is on the arm wrestling table. Still. I, st- well, I still love it. And, uh, I'll probably arm wrestle until I die.
0: And and I got to add, speaking of arm wrestle and arm bet, we see here this, this beautiful looking table. Does this kind of speaking about like the matrix and how things have progressed? I mean, the table just looks really clean and nice and fresh and, and crisp, you know, like probably thinking about all the times you've, you've arm wrestled and you're in bars or, with friends or on a, a school desk or somewhere to look at this. I mean, this looks like a masterpiece. Like, tell me about this this table right here. Is this is this something? This, I mean, how long has this been around? How much does a table like this cost? Like, give me a little bit of the 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 the, the Just it just feels very nice, right? Like it just seems really
1: clean. A professional wrestling table is super clean. Like that's this is what you know the competitions are typically on. Um, that's these tables have been around forever. Like uh, The table evolves from time to time There'll be small steps But what you see there is a very standard Arm wrestling table um, Yeah I mean The arm wrestling table to me Actually isn't that important Like uh, I've arm wrestled so much uh, I, I, I actually I like arm wrestling on tables I, I love the arm bed table But I, I'm fine to arm wrestle Anywhere like I still like arm wrestling on on countertops and bars. To me, it doesn't really change the outcome that much. Right. It really, doesn't. right? Um, you, I mean, the winner is probably going to be the same on a bar tabletop as it is on a professional arm wrestling table. Right. Yeah. How,
0: how much? I've I've watched some of your YouTube videos, and I've seen you know, like there. You, there's times where you're you're wrestling and you got your, 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 it almost seems like you're letting people wear themselves out. Like you're not even where you're just kind of like letting them do it. And you're just sort of sitting there. Like, can you explain your style, your strategy? And, and you're known for extremely um, powerful stamina It's like, is that, is that sort of like one of your best attributes? Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah. In my peer group I've always, if, if I have one strength, it's, it's notably that it's endurance, right. um, which is not the thing that you really want as an arm wrestler. You want strength. But okay. typically, if the match stops, I typically will win. Um, now, um, what you'll see a lot is you'll see me training with people. And, and yeah. when, I, when I train, you will rarely, rarely see me pin anybody. Okay. Because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to absorb energy. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I'm, yeah, trying to yeah. okay. yeah. 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 I'm trying to get you to give me as much as you can, and I will just, I'll, I'll, it's my workout. Right. So, so I won't pin. I'll, and I'll put myself in actually unfavorable positions so that you can even give me more energy and I'll be able to, I'll have to fight harder. Right. Um, but in competition, there's another thing that happens. So depending on the way that the competition is structured, some, some competitions are tournaments where you'll have to face a field and, and other tournament, other, other, other competitions are like one-on-ones and most of the high level stuff nowadays, it's one-on-one. Okay. Okay. So, so you and I would have a match and there would be a format. So we might do six rounds so that that permits that there's a tie or we would do like three and a five. This is the typical format, okay. either three out of five or six. There are other formats, but this is very normal. And, and, and right, Sorry. There's yeah. Some- and, um, and then what, what happens is you have strategies. So a lot of times people will try and pin each other, but typically depending on your strengths, you might not ever want to pin your opponent. Yeah. So I have this little tattoo I like. I don't know if you can see that.
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah. What is what does it represent?
1: So I prefer to have people give up. It's way better.
0: That makes yeah. I I like it. I like it. And and you're um could you explain the left and right hand? Like are you you do both or are you right hand? Like how,
1: is there a difference oh,
0: in prestige Yeah. Is there, what, what percentage are right and left? Give me give me some arm wrestling stats.
1: Well, so First I'm going to brag a little bit. I like it. Go for it. <laughs> and I'll say it. that I was the first guy in kind of modern history to be ranked number 1 in the open weight right and left hand at the same time. Okay? Wow. That's Which It's difficult to do. Now, after I after I broke the ice on it, I feel like almost every super heavyweight champ has, has kind of done it, but I was the first guy. Wow. But so now I'm 47. And I've discovered that, uh, you know, things change as you get older. Uh, and I, I still want to compete at the highest level possible. And, and I have undertaken a very controversial and interesting experiment with my body. Uh, I call it way of the giant pumpkin. And, and, and in this training system, I only train my right hand. That's it, okay. and it's been that it's been that way for three years. So for three years, I have only trained my right arm. Yeah, it's 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 very non-standard. Um, the right arm is considered the prestigious arm. Like a lot of leagues, I mean, when you when you talk about arm wrestling, like in the old days, like you know, you know, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, and prior. There were arm in tournaments and they'd only give money for the right arm. This is how it was. And then we went through a period where the right and left arm became equal. And then we reverted back to where the right arm once again was kind of considered the money arm. Right. You know,
0: how, like, how big a difference is it, well, percentage wise? Like, I mean, is it versus like being right and left handed? I mean, is it, is it, because like most people are right handed, I would say, right? I don't know. Yeah, most people are right
1: handed. Is that the same so, for, for, is that why for, for, armless- um, I don't know why it is the way it is. Uh, That could be a very simple explanation. I mean, the right hand is considered, I would say, the more glorious arm. So if you had a right-hand champion, a left-hand champion, the right-hand champion would probably be paid more, you know, have more prestige. There's just more, there's typically there's more events and more prize money being offered on the right side. Yeah. So I, I made a conscious decision three years ago just to basically abandon the left. I call it my party arm. (laughs) It's just, you know, whatever. I don't, it just, it's just, it's just around. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I go all in on the right. Yeah. Because I want to still try to go at the highest level possible. And I find that as I age, um, recovery, it's I, it's it's a really fascinating experiment like I could go on and on about it but uh, it allows me to optimize this this arm you know more than if I was working too and,
0: and you know Brady's 44 obviously insane what's happening he can't comes back he's still going deep and being effective one of the best you know he's he, there's other there are others people are starting to be longer at the highest level give me a little bit of a a uh, lifespan of our oh, career
1: for arm wrestling or is it gonna love like, yeah we are like- gonna love this because we are the we are like the best at longevity out okay. of any sport in the world wow uh, yeah we we are the best when it comes to longevity so i'm 47 and i'm probably with my right hand i'm probably as good as i've ever been if not better wow. um, and 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 this is quite a common statement actually uh I'd say that there's a lot of arm wrestlers between 40 and 50 that are that are crushing it. But I have to tell you the story about this one guy. There's a Okay, so when you talk about the bell curve of the population, right? Like, there's not a lot of super heavyweights, just genetically. There's just not many. Um, I'd say most people, if you just look at the population of North America, there's a ton of dudes walking around like 175 pounds. A, a ton of them. Mm-hmm. so if you are number one at 175 pounds you are really good like i would say from uh like it's actually probably harder to win at 175 than it is at open because winning an open has a lot to do with the birth lottery okay so if you're a big dude okay yeah, yeah you, but there's fewer of you so at 175 you have to be very good so um I'd say about five years ago, four years ago, the best guy on the planet at 176 was like a 67 or 68-year-old guy from, from Ontario. Wow. Yeah, 67 wow. or 68. And now he's 72. And this guy just won the Nationals at 72 but
0: so you're not competing with him because you're in a different
1: way. No, 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 I, I'm not competing with him. But right. so, so he he won the nationals and then he beat the national champion in the overall division. Yeah, right. it's so. Insane. Where do
0: you where are you in that? Like in the overall?
1: Like are you in the? Oh, are you yeah, not I'll beat all of them. No, but I don't even show up at that tournament.
0: (laughs) Okay. But because you, but you, 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 why? Just because it's not, that's not in the,
1: it's a different Um, level of. Well, typically, uh, so I would consider myself to be like a pro. Okay. So, so normally when I go places, there's, there's money involved. Mm -hmm. Um, And the nationals, it depends on the country you live in. Okay. So Canada, US, we do not recognize arm wrestling as a sport. We don't. So that means you can win the nationals, go and win the world championships, and the government is going to be like, "Oh, good job, you know, whatever." They're not, they're not going to care. But if you're like from Kazakhstan or Bulgaria, you're going to receive government compensation.
0: Is is a is there talks of it being an Olympic sport? Yes, I would think there has to be. How could it not be? Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. I'm sure we'll get there. And when that happens then this discussion will change. And then the nationals and the provincials will become very relevant again for North American athletes. And and look, this system is very relevant. It just depends on the country you're from. But in Canada, you know, I personally, I haven't attended the nationals since, like, 99 or 2000. Like, yeah, I haven't gone in, like, 20 years.
0: why, but what for because it's not for like what's why why not though why not just go and pick up the title? Well, I mean, I'm kind of a you know is it, I, is, it time, is it why because there's already so much travel and different events you're going to you just can't do it you're gonna be on you'd be in every busy, weekend doing busy. something
1: right busy busy yeah. yeah like I have to pick and choose where I go, um, you know it's it's interesting you know when I first got in the sport. Uh, I was attending those tournaments. I was going provincials, nationals, worlds. Okay. That, that's all when I first started, that's, that's kind of what I knew and my coach. And then there was a tournament like down the road from where we lived and it had like a $500 entry fee and all my, sorry, not entry fee, $500 cash prize. Okay. Which back then was great. Okay. Back then, like 20 some years ago, 500 bucks was a lot. Um, And, my coach says to me, He's like, Devin, he's like, you're going to see something different at this event. And I'm like, Well, isn't this guy going to win? This guy's going to win. He's he's national champion. He's going to win. He's like, He's like, Devin, he's like, There's money pullers. I'm like, What are you talking about? He's like, Yeah, these guys, they don't show up at tournaments where there's not money. When there's when there's money. so it's a just it's just a different level. Like, um, well, give me, like, give me, a, give me an idea
0: of like, so what is what's the what's the, what's the Super Bowl? Uh, for you every year what is the like what is it what time of year where is the event what changes it changes changes.
1: yeah well it changes because what you're trying to do is you're trying to go after the biggest and the best events and and it's not always the same so right now right now in 2022 there's i would say that there's two when you talk about the top of the world like the top of the world of arm wrestling there's king of the table and that's out of Dubai. That's run by Larry Wheels, Core Sports. Uh, that's their tournament. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're going to see like the biggest matches. Okay. Like the biggest one-on-ones. Then you have... Uh, when is that? When is the next one, for example? what time? Uh, The next one, I think it, they have like three or four a year. I think the next one is in um, March, maybe march so will you go to that or not necessarily it depends i likely if i don't go to that one i'll go to the next one but there's another league that's right there with them and that's east versus west mm-hmm. and and east versus west is an insane production that's just it's run by like the this guy he wow i couldn't say enough about this guy engen terzi like uh he's arm wrestling's encyclopedia he's he's he is without question one of the highest level players highest athletes that the sports ever produced and he switched from kind of being an athlete to promoting and he knows everyone everyone respects him and he's got now core sports is working with him. And they do an event probably every uh, every every two months or so, and um, and that's in Turkey, yeah, okay. Istanbul, yeah. So those two, King of the Table and East versus West, and they have, they've got social like you can follow East versus West, you can follow Engen, you can obviously Larry Wheels is more popular. Everybody kind of knows what's up. Core Sports is the pay per view that uh, you know streams both of them. Those are those are the top of the world that is that right now is our pinnacle there's world arm wrestling league which was you know kind of the pinnacle before the pandemic shut them down there's a lot of rumors that says that they're coming back we will see Uh, if they come back i'm sure that they will make some serious waves and there's a lot of there's like a lot of one of's and like leagues that are kind of around you know pushing and promoting and there's a lot so basically there's there's a whole world of arm wrestling like every single weekend there's events every every country all over the world
0: and and where does north america rank with the rest of the world is there any countries that are sort of like known you know in poker it's like oh they stereotype people like the you know the asians or the brazilians or the french play this way is there like a style north america versus like you mentioned maybe in you know dubai or certain areas of the world that they're better and, and stronger left arm right arm or Big, different weight classes or just power endurance? Like what are some stereotypical stuff within the sport?
1: Sure, man. Yeah, there's there's tons. So right now, uh, I would say we are in an interesting period because a lot of times when you have a champion, they it's like, yeah, he's a champ. But there's this guy, there's this guy, there's this guy, there's this guy. Right now, we are in a time when we probably have the one of the most dominant super heavyweight champions of all time. I would say that this guy is the best guy to ever arm wrestle. Uh, his name's Levon Sagnishvili. and he's a he's a Georgian guy, and he is so strong. It's insane how strong this guy is. Like in a room of like the best arm wrestlers, he will be like several levels higher. Is very strong, very strong. Well, I mean, look, you, look, you're
0: you're considered to be, you know, one of the greatest arm wrestlers of all time, and also number one ranked in North America, I believe, currently. Like right. well, when you say it like that, I mean, are you guys matching up in Dubai in the final? Is it a is it a close match? Like is it is it like chess where the like, best guy's gonna win? Is it any given day, you know, like Morocco beats Spain, beats Portugal, like you know? What I mean, like how did how, like give me like an understanding of like how that even matches up with
1: you? Like how that works. Well work. so this guy, I will tell you, so I'm I weigh about two hundred and sixty-five pounds every day walking around just normal two sixty-five. That's what I weigh. This guy walks around about four twenty.
0: Whoa.
1: Okay? Shit. And and he's not fat. Wow, <laughs> he's wow. not fat. And the, and it's not like a bodybuilder where the muscles are big and the bones are small. It all matches. Mm -hmm. Everything matches. Okay. So, so he's about one and a half times the size of me. Wow. Yeah. Like, so he, and he's a great arm wrestler. So, so for me to win that match, it's, it's like, it would be a miracle. It would be a miracle. He is, that's why I say this is an interesting time period because he separated. He has raised the bar. Now, what happens when one guy raises it? Everybody will close, okay? So there there are guys, and I'm one of them. I, I have not taken my eye off the ball. I will arm wrestle until death, okay? And I'm, and I'm better now than I was last year. And and I think it will continue to go that way. Um, and, and you never know, you know, what the future holds. But I would say the strongest country right now, because he has the crown, you have to say Georgia, but typically, like, when you go through – history like the last 10 years uh georgia uss russia uh ukraine um kind of the eastern europeans are typically thought of as being very very strong whereas i would argue that a lot of the best technicians are from north america so um i would say that Probably the guy who's considered probably the greatest of all time, a guy called John Brzync, you know, kind of the father of modern arm wrestling. You know, he's an American. Um, you know, he probably brought arm wrestling technique to a level, and I'd say that North America holds a lot of the, you know, the high level arm wrestlers. Um, you know, it's it's unique. You know, culture shapes athletes. No, nobody starts arm wrestling in North America really for the money. Nobody really does. Everybody kind of starts because they like it. And I would argue that um, in Europe, in countries where it's recognized, they always have that, you know, there's always that financial undertone. So it shapes people. Typically the highest level of competitor in North America is older than the typical Eastern European.
0: Right. And so you're, I mean, but to, to your point, like, so you, you believe, like in soccer, you look at these guys' careers and you talk about peak and the age and where it kind of, where, how would you even, so I mean, in your in your mind, you have another, like you're 47, you have another 15, 20 years in arm wrestling where you could be healthy and strong and, and be, at, be at a core level that's possible?
1: It's interesting. I would say that most athletes will peak And I'll call it your first peak Mm -hmm. between 30 and 35. This is normal. And and then what will happen is you will start to break down. Your injuries will become an issue. And then what will happen is there will be a balancing act that is played between how much you love what you do and... uh, and and the pain and the suffering and is it worth it and if you still can continue to love it and make it worthwhile for you somehow on some level then there's no reason why you can't continue to evolve and continue to make steps forward but but, but you're gonna when 30 to 35 normally you hit a peak and then the game will change the game will change but yeah, you see many examples of athletes just continuing, continuing, continuing to do better and better and better. Um, yeah, there's a lot of reasons why you want to get out of 35, though. Right,
0: and and that's yeah, that's super man. It's super interesting. This guy you mentioned, who is you you arm wrestled him numerous times. Is that correct? I think at competitions, the guy John.
1: Oh um, yeah, John yeah. John Berzink is you, anybody who knows arm wrestling knows John Brzink. They made a movie about him pulling John. Actually, the movie Over the Top is actually based off of John Brzezinski. Okay. Yeah, that's he cool. actually that that movie Over the Top, that was a real tournament. It was real. The wow. guy won a won a truck for the first prize. Yeah, John Brzezinski at eighteen. Yeah, that's that's John, right? He won that tournament. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's your name. Your name pops right up in there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. John and I have quite a history. So I actually beat John in 2008 to take the world title from him. Okay. Wow. But let me tell you, the sport has evolved. I'm telling you, and it continues to do so like the level that John was at, you know, was, was at a certain place. And then the level that I got to, And now the level of physicality is just, it's just insane. It's insane. Like, I mean, at, at 250 pounds, you know, in 2008, very reasonable to be a world champion. Very reasonable. Now a 250 pound guy to be a world champion. That would be insane. It would be insane. It'd be quite a miracle. In, and, in the open weight division, obviously, I mean, there's weight classes.
0: So, so how, so you mentioned like you thought about considering going down weight maybe, or being in the weight. How many different classes are there? Because this guy, as you said, at a one point five, your weight four hundred twenty yeah. pounds. You know, like because there's not many people in that weight class anyway, right? So he's just like, yeah, it's it's like, how do you? Uh, what is the one, what is your target weight class right now? And who, what is that
1: gap of weight? So so right now I hold the 115 kilo world title. So that's 253 pounds, mm-hmm. which for me is just perfect. That's a perfect weight for me to sit at, uh, right? Because I, I walk around like 260, 265 and it's just little water cut and I can hit that weight all day, any day. I could compete at... So there's different divisions. Typically, they're spread apart by 5 or 10 kilos. Um, There's 110, 105. um, And and all those categories are within reach for me. So I could – I used to compete at 225, which – I can, I can do. I can do. It just means I have to, you know, somewhat take care of my health and, you know, eat a bit cleaner, and, which I don't really like to do, but I can. You'd
0: uh, be a bigger favorite in theory, right? If you go to 220 oh, yeah. and you cut down, you're oh, going to yeah. be, like, shredded and as strong as it gets, and you're going to be, like, actually a bigger weight class that you're coming into to, to kind
1: of – yeah, so that, that would be oh, in theory, a big advantage. I love weight class arm wrestling. I right. love it. It's, it's great. Like, uh, weight cl- – it's just – but there's so much – you know weight classes are there to protect people from these big bullies, you know, mm-hmm. which which and I respect that like the real crown in arm wrestling the real the re- if there's only one it's the open weight, you know, mm-hmm. so it's it's always tempting to think about yourself uh, two ways right you can be I can be the best I can be in a weight category or I can be the best I can be so right. Every once in a while, you know, I'll I'll still pull in the open weight division, see if I see how far I can go. But uh, yeah, the 115, 110, 105, that's my home. And, right. and it'll, be, it'll be really hard to beat me there. Like right. there, like I feel like I can live here for a long time. And yeah, and, it'll and give,
0: give me your preparation when you go to like a, a meet or match. How many days is it? Is it two days? Is it four days? How many people are you competing against? And um, you know, what is sort of like preparation in terms of, you know, is it, is it, is it matter? Like when you go show up and it's like, you're ready, is it, is there a mental, is there meditation before? Is it like, if you're distracted, is it a problem? Are there times when you're not your best? Or is it basically like, you know, you come in, you show up, you're ready to go. And people are in trouble. Like when you're going for these world titles and, and these big meets, you know, like how, you know, like poker, right? You could be distracted at the table. You could be on your phone and not focused. You could be not got a good night's sleep. Um, be be tilted you could be whatever right like there's factors what uh, when you're actually arm wrestling you know what is uh the skill differential if you're better than the guy like what are some things that could you know i'm sure it's happened right where you're like you something happens and you should have won or you know that you're better than the guy and you don't like could you talk to me a little bit about the the dynamics of the of a, of a match and what can happen and, and fluctuate within
1: a match so Preparation, typically yeah Typically, you will catch wind of an event that suits your fancy months in advance. Typically. Typically, you'll have a month or two months where you'll see the event and you'll decide to go to it. A lot of people will try to start to mentally dominate their opponents right right from there. Right, So, like, two months out, a month out, weeks out, you are you're planting all sorts of seeds, you know, you're using social media, you're, cause everybody's connected. Everybody, everybody sees what everybody's talking about. You'll, you'll start to mentally try and mess with people and get them worked up and get them off their plan. And, you know, there's all sorts of fun you can have with people, but, uh, you know, you'll, you'll typically conduct a form of taper. Okay. So like, because you're trying to optimize your fitness and performance for one day, so there's there's uh you know you'll train a little bit harder than you normally would and then you'll kind of take time off a little bit and you'll rest you'll come in fresh and strong um if there's a weight category that you're cutting into you'll probably weigh in 36 hours before the event or so there'll be a rehydration there might be a press conference where you talk all sorts of crap uh so much of arm wrestling is if it's a tournament is efficiency. Mm-hmm. You want to make it through that class without any energy. You want to be like win 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 no time elapsed. But super matches is really where it's at these days. A lot of high level arm wrestling, it's the art of negotiation. It's what happens before they say go. Um, there's a couple central ideas um, that make you win. And, and it's very simple. Um, there's the art of surprise, okay, which in arm wrestling means you were there first. okay, so it's like there's there's structural advantages that you can kind of sh- just have, right? And that would be like having your shoulder forward. and you will you will try and negotiate this position. As well, there's 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 another idea that you will make your opponent come to you, okay? As in they will grab you. As, and when they grab you, you can feel their fingers. And, and you will attack the fingers because the fingers is the weakest part of your whole system. So there's this negotiation of, uh, of kind of where you want to be versus... Attacking weakness and it's all this all this stuff happens before they say go and it's probably one of the biggest parts of arm wrestling Mm -hmm. and and then uh, Yeah, I mean what I do before an event is um, It so much of its homework like people say oh you got to be confident You can't really fake confidence. Like, you actually have to do the work, right? Right. You got it. Mm -hmm. Like, so I make sure that I just train like crazy all the time. Like, I train like three times a day, typically, at a minimum. What does training look like for you? What are you doing? Say, I am the most simple, refined athlete you might have ever talked to. As in, what that means is I do the same workout three times a day, the same way over and over and over. Like I will do the same thing. And I know that, you know, you talk to fitness experts and they'll tell you that I'm crazy and they'll tell you that I'm wrong. And I've, I've, I've done a lot of systems. I've been involved with a lot of sports. I've done it a lot of different ways. What I've found is that simplicity is important. Not confusing your body is important. Listening to your body is important. Feeling good is important. Um, and it's about addition. It's about total total sum. You add up everything over the course of months and years. And whoever has the biggest pile of work, the biggest body of work, that guy should be confident. That guy should be confident. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: makes, makes a lot of sense.
1: You yeah. know, the things you can do before a match really to make big difference is have your hydration right, mm-hmm. you know. Consume a lot of salt. Consume a lot of water, hydrate like crazy, be fully energized, have your blood sugar right, breathe a lot, breathe a lot, like you know all that Wim Hof stuff. Nothing wrong with that, you know. Fill up your body with oxygen. Um, most people are not killers twenty-four hours a day. It would be kind of awkward socially, right? Right. Yeah. right. But you you have to you have
0: to get there. You gotta be, you gotta be in in war mode, like be ready. You gotta to be in war there. mode, no yeah. You're
1: not, you're not buddy buddy at the thing. You're you're going no, well, you're you're going to a fight, right? So, um, I for me that shift is postural. It's a lot of posture shift. So mm-hmm. I, I'm a lazy guy by nature. I slouch. I walk around. I I'm sloppy in my movements, but typically within like half an hour, forty five minutes before I fight. I will consciously shift my posture to like combative stances, you know, getting everything tight and right and uh, just able to react more reactive posture and just the posture shift alone starts to make changes in your, in your, just the way you behave. Right. Um, Uh, And uh,
0: makes, makes, it makes a lot of sense. I, I, I wonder about like, comparing to sort of again super niche but now i would imagine like you know you have a you've got a i want to ask you about your content stuff as well you got a successful youtube channel a lot of followers a lot of subscribers people engaging with your stuff it seems like you do a lot of your own you know your own videos and is it now more people are making a living from this because like swimming right like i look at it like that like how how i view it without having any idea you know like michael phelps right he there's a few guys like marquee names, the world champions, the best that are make, getting in sponsorships, endorsements, capitalizing. Uh, is that is that similar where there's like a handful or is it now becoming there's like a league or a tour and people are actually making a living from from arm wrestling, like
1: more than just the top, top few? Yeah, it's it's growing. That's all I can really say is it's growing. Um, there's there's again. So if you're in the right country. And you're at a certain level, the government will take care of you. Um, so that's great. So that means in certain countries, you got you got a good number of athletes that are making a living from arm wrestling. If you're in a country that doesn't support it, yeah, you need you need to be hustling, right? So that means you probably got to have a YouTube. You got to be hitting the big tournaments and making your making your money. You probably peddling merch. Um, you know, you're probably doing seminars. You know but you can absolutely do it there's there's guys now there's a good i'd say that there's probably a good i don't know actually it is a small number (laughs) it's still small but uh it's growing um but yeah you can definitely do it there's there's a lot of good youtube channels on arm wrestling now some guys have really made it like some guys have, have been extremely successful um so yeah, I mean it's 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 good, and and the and the really good thing is we're trending upwards. We're mm. we're we're constantly trending upwards, and uh, so there is there is money. And and I mean the encouraging thing is our our fan base has grown. Right, like we used to like when you go to a tournament like 20 years ago, and you look in the audience, it was arm wrestlers, uh, wives of arm wrestlers, uh, maybe mothers and fathers of arm wrestlers. And now the houses are packed. It's fan. Like, yeah, we got, we got fans.
0: It's, I think it's similar to like even baseball, you know, Moneyball. Like I'm not a baseball person. Like I don't love it. But when I saw the movie Moneyball, I was like, oh wow. Like super interesting. The pitch counts and the nuances and how much goes behind or in golf. Right. Like I, I like golf. Now I, I used to think it was silly, stupid. Now I'm like, wow. Like, you know, like respecting the top guys that are like that good, that are shooting under scratch, what it takes to get from, you know, shooting 74 to 72 to 63, like, that difference in strokes or like in anything, right? Poker, appreciating yeah. what the best guys do, like the top 0.01%. They're doing solver work and like how intricate it is and how trash. So I think it's more about information, respect and and knowledge, right? People start really like, wow, like armrest and like all the things you're talking about, like what it takes, all the work it goes into it, the little nuances, you know, it's just, yeah, it's a lot. You build your own platform, your own network, your own sort of brand, and there's a lot that goes into it. So it sounds like, yeah, it's catching sort of, that that growth where it's starting you know and i did want to ask again about um i know we talked uh, entry how we got introduced tyler you know state kings and just in general how how maybe with this arm bet you know state kings offers it i know that people are familiar probably on this site because of people selling action for poker tournaments but here there is action you can see some people selling out and here he is that name so he's still active john is on yeah. there selling an yeah. arm bet yeah. yeah. Could, you, could you explain the arm bet and staking sort of what it does? And yeah. How yeah.
1: It's yeah. super cool. So, so we predominantly at, at this time, okay, because the app is still growing, the sport is still growing. So, but, but right now where we're at is we focus on kind of the premier world level matches, the matches that get the most attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and we try and have them up there as long as we can before. And we, it's typically a win-lose unless we believe that the match is a little bit one-sided and then we'll do a shutout. So that means that the athlete has to sweep to win Mm -hmm. and yeah, we'll, we'll keep the, uh, we'll keep opening up blocks. If people, if people want to get involved right up to the point of competition and yeah, then, you know, the winners win and the losers support the winners. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It's cool. It,
0: it's it's very cool though. I think it, you said you've noticed an increase in attention and people like engaging or the fact they go to a match or they they watch it and that, that they get to, you know, have a side no matter how small but a bit of a sweat to kind of root in interest. You've noticed the difference and and that's been a
1: big change. I've always been a chronic gambler, always mm-hmm. my whole life. Uh, I love to uh, invest in the sport. Like I'm I love the matches. But I love them even more when I've got something riding on it. Right. <laughs> you know
0: well, that's uh, the interesting part too. It's like it could be a dollar, it could be two dollar. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like a crazy thing, but it's nice to like put your, you know, yeah, your money where your mouth is or, yeah. or have some information and try to yeah. get make it, you know, yeah,
1: to put yeah. something on it. Sure. Yeah. And we have an interesting system where there's a slight kickback to uh to the winners as well. So the athletes receive some compensation as well. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a nice bonus for them which, yeah. Um, Yeah, that's cool. All the sports, all these activities have their gems that they can teach us. You know, know, looking at poker, I mean, I feel like you guys are, like, master-level, like, readers of people. Am I wrong?
0: I mean, yeah, definitely you get to, like, similar to golf, like poker, like I was saying, there's so many real-life sort of things that you get – Pushed into where, like, if you're playing with someone at a poker table, let's call it nine handed or eight handed, right? Eight guys at a table at a closed space. It's like being at dinner, but you're actually like me and you are playing, right? Where it's like, how do I, when you get lucky, how do I respond? If I get unlucky, how do I respond? Am I happy for your success? Am I happy for others? Do I handle my beats well? Like, if I'm, you know, 95% favorite and I hit get a bad luck, am I cursing? Am I upset? Am I berating the dealer? How do I treat the staff, like the dealers, the the, the game, you know, you can really learn a lot about people very quickly in this type of environment because you're getting a lot of different situations that are happening. How people your success, their success, other people like, you know, I mean, like even golf, like you go and you golf with someone. I don't know if you golf at all. I'm not a big golfer, but even so, if you do like with a foursome, right, go two and two. Same thing. Like you're competing. You're seeing how you're like, are guys celebrating your good shots. Are they upset with you? Are they cheating, you know, like, are they taking, cause you know, all these different things, right? Like when you arm wrestle someone too, or the guys in the industry, I'm sure there's little things too, right? Like, oh, that guy's known for like, you know, trying to get the advantage or doing something unethical or or whatever, right? There's like things that you kind of learn a lot about people quickly in these type of situations. So I think that that's you know, similar, like I said, you could probably compare a lot of things that are similar poker or any of these things but um, arm wrestling in particular too like same thing right you've lost before you win before how do you handle that how do you take that do you, do you take it and use it for an advantage are you negative are you um you know are you happy for others so yeah there's i think there's a lot of similarities and you can take a lot of a lot of different things from the game um but that's true for almost anything like i said i just think poker sort of accelerates it in a closed space and a lot of stuff very quickly like every hand is a, is a yeah you know, yeah teaching So that's that's my thought on it, but um, you said you don't have much. No, you like you like gambling, the thought of action and betting, but you're not a you are not per se a poker player, correct? Oh my
1: god, I'm so well. I'm just so bad at it. I I know that I should never do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I'm not even that good at calling arm wrestling matches, but you know that's my area of expertise, so I feel somewhat comfortable doing it. Right. But uh, yeah, no, no, no. I like. I think I told you earlier. Uh, when I was a private in the military, my sergeant told me, like, don't bet with the guys on tour. You'll lose everything. Like, uh, and yeah, I, I, I'm I, like, like I said, I'm probably the eight billionth best poker player on the planet.
0: Right. Well, listen, that's a, that's a huge realization because I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people that don't think, they think they're one of the best on the planet and that's an expensive thing to be yeah. incorrect. You know, just like, yes. uh, yeah. I, 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 let's say for, someone at home watching that's curious about arm wrestling and they wanted to get involved or what's like, is there, is there forums? Is there, is there a, a major site? I know you have your arm bet or arm yeah. wrestling site as well. Like what can people do to kind of learn? Yeah. So
1: if you get on the arm bet app, not the website, if you get mm-hmm. on the app, you will see all the arm wrestlers who are close to you and you'll be able to message them. There's also tons of arm wrestling like social groups on uh, on Facebook or whatever that uh, you know you can reach out and find. But yeah, the ArmBet app is is I think it's a very useful place to start. Uh, you'll be able to f- find people that are close to you, get connected, get find clubs, find events, and uh, yeah, that's probably a very easy way to get plugged in. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean arm wrestling is all it's all forearm stuff. It's all hands and forearms. And, um, yeah, I mean, how, it's been- someone
0: like myself who has zero definitely need to get back. You know, I'm, 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 I'm on like, I have a lot of work to even begin. Like how is, is it, is it a given? Ta- is it a body type? Is it a talent? Like what, how much can someone do that has like no, no prior, just starting from scratch like is it is it is it what is the way to get into it and is there is there some people just not going to work right like some people aren't going to be great golfers or skiers or athletes or basketball players Uh, is it is it? Is it limited or is that something anyone could get into really
1: it's it's very interesting you know i'm sure at the highest levels obviously genetics comes into play like at the at the highest levels but at uh, you know, at the at the club levels, at the at the provincial levels, even at the national levels, I would say that so much of it comes down to to passion and uh, and 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 work ethic and study. Like I've seen people who have immense gifts come into sport never go anywhere, and then I've seen people who come in and I'm like, oh my god, you're terrible! You should never do this. Go on to become national champions. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's and and i've seen people start late uh and and have incredible success like guys come into the sport at 35 or 40 and they go on to become world champions so it's not too late um i would say to everybody that uh you know even just before you find a club or before you start doing it with people if when you go to the gym there's like a couple movements this this here this this movement where you're driving the hand upwards Very important. This cupping motion and this pronation, this this pronating, pronating, turning the palm. Mm -hmm. These three motions: rising, cupping, rolling. You need to make them very strong. Yeah. Is that
0: as you said? You when you do the same three workouts a day, basically. Is that is that a lot of that? Like, is it is it a secret? How, like, no, what is it confusing? no i am very
1: open with- i'm very open with everything that i do i go and I give seminars and I tell everybody everything that I think um because you know i, I think that it doesn't matter right like right. i mean we are what we leave behind and that's more important but uh i when I started arm wrestling and I started to learn about arm wrestling. It was so complicated. Like at first, you're like, "Oh, this is simple," but then you start to realize that it's very complicated, and it was all sorts of things. And mm-hmm. you know, within like five or ten years of me starting the sport, I was doing hundreds of different exercises to mimic every pressure that was possible at different points of the match. And and then, and then as what time went on, and I got more and more serious. I cut, 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 cut. cut until i was basically left with like i basically do two exercises as a priority and i do a total of like five exercises that's it right. five or six yeah wow. yeah Great. so it can as as uh at the beginning it's very complicated but then the further you go you start to recognize and see the simplicity in it yeah There's a few patterns. There's a few patterns that are played over and over and over. And I would say that for anybody listening and really wanting to understand what's the priority, what's the number one thing, um, it's, it's debated. It is debated. Okay, what is the number one thing? But I will tell you if I have to take my vote and cast it, I would say it's something called rising. It's this. It's 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 making the other person hold on to you. They made a movie about it, over the top. It's this high ground. It's uh you know, in any fight you wanna be the guy on top. You know, in war, uh you know, Star Wars, uh Air Force, you know, they, they rule, right? Like um the high ground it's very important. And it's the same thing in arm wrestling. If you can if you can control the top and make the other person have to drop their hand, the match Can be yours. Yeah. So it's it's very, very important this ability to rise up and to take attack the person's fingers. There's a concept in arm wrestling. A lot of times you think about yourself and you think, Where am I strong? But this is actually a flawed thought. You only attack weakness. Don't worry about yourself. Just attack weakness. And everybody is weak in very similar ways. It's the fingertips. Right. you attack a person's fingertips all the time you put the pressure in a person's fingertips you attack the fingertips wow yeah, that's right. how you, that's how you win arm wrestling
0: and yeah it's very cool i got i got to ask you about your your wife and you know it says um, uh, about how strong a human can get, and it's also humbling to be super strong. and what about your partner and your wife? because she has she has understanding of arm wrestling. she's an actress. You mentioned she does some stuff. what what a how important is your wife to your career and and being able to travel and do that and understand the sort of how it all works? like how, how important has she been in your in your whole development of your career?
1: Jody and I have been together since high school. okay. Wow. So we've been partners for our entire life uh we've been through so much we've been through you know highs and lows we've done we, th- we did an entire military career together which in itself is quite a feat <laughs> most most couples don't last through military careers mm-hmm. uh yeah we we're, we're very lucky together we've built our lives together we support each other and whatever we're trying to do, like, uh, you know, I, I try and support her as best I can with her acting and, you know, she supports me and, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's having a, you know, you got another, another player on your team and, uh, you know, a wife or a husband, you know, this is a, it's a big piece in your life, right? It's a big, very big piece. And, uh, Jody, uh, yeah, I'm a lucky guy. I'm a very lucky guy. Jody, uh, Jody's always supported me and, and, um, you know, she feeds me (laughs) and, uh, you know, she takes care of me in all the ways that she can. And even when I compete, uh, Jody's Jody definitely makes a difference. Right. Yeah. When Jody, when Jody corners. So the corner person in arm wrestling is, is a couple things. So a corner person is a different set of eyes and they can advise you technically. Right. They can tell you what they see. I don't need that. I, I don't need that. At the at the level I'm at, it's not gonna be probably Jody who advises me. It might mm-hmm. be some like John will, will could corner me or you know, some other high level arm wrestler might be able to be like, you hey Devin, this guy's doing this, you might not have caught it. But it's not really what I need. What I really need is a voice. I need a voice, I need a strong voice to um to attack attack my opponent, mm-hmm. I need a strong voice to attack the crowd. I need a strong voice to attack the referee, you know. And and this is where Jody really excels. Jody is very powerful at uh, at controlling people. She's very mm-hmm. good at it. right. Yeah. So so through her voice, she can influence uh, the tide a little bit. And, um, you know, just be another another uh, you know influence. Yeah, shes she's quite powerful. Uh, the last match was especially good. Now was it East versus West in Turkey? Oh, they hate it. They hated it. They almost tried to do a rule change. They might actually do a rule change about wow. Jody.
0: She didn't yeah. have it. Was, she was well, the if, yeah.
1: if you are the cause of a rule change, you know that you're doing it right. Right. That's, uh, yeah. that's
0: powerful. How, how influential is a referee? Cause in soccer, NBA, you hear about, you know, matches this and that and this, and then you always wonder, right. And they, of course there's a, there's a human element to it. Oh, PK called or uh, a foul called or kind of nuance. How important, how much variance does a referee, do they have any impact on the, on the matches or a lot, a little, some.
1: They can have a massive influence. They can like, uh, Potentially. And that's, that's an interesting thing. I mean, arm wrestling rules, tightness, looseness, the rules, the way they're written, they can very much impact the match. Um, Now, different leagues have different kind of cultures again. Um, In my opinion, a good arm wrestling referee has very little power this is what I believe is the most fair system. You see some leagues, for example, like world arm wrestling federation. It's the amateur world league. Um, The refing is notoriously very strict and very tight. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is a lot of matches will result in winners by foul out. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if there's a slight infraction of the rules, um, yeah, a person can win or lose based off of referee's decision or based off of infractions. Typically, the higher up you go in the in the professional leagues, the the rules become slightly softened, and they look at things like intent and advantage gained, where there's it's more of a gray area, and the referees have to be very competent and um, and experienced. Uh, if things are very black and white, the rules make a huge difference, yeah,
0: right? Yeah, that right. yeah, makes sense, makes a lot of sense. What about um, you've reached the top of the sport in arm wrestling? What other sports did you play as a kid, and have you considered ever playing like hockey or American football? You know, I just feel like this the size, the strength it could be like this guy you mentioned as well is 420 pounds, oh, yeah. know, just a tank. Like, couldn't he be like a lineman for the? for an NFL team or something. Probably.
1: Probably. There's a lot of, there's a lot of high level athletes in the sport. Um, I, well, I started off in judo when I was a kid. Um, I grew up on a farm, so just doing chores and stuff. And actually, I think I probably started off falling in love with bodybuilding. I read pumping iron when I was like five years old and I was like, Oh, I want to be like Arnold, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, but, um, I did. Uh, I did judo. Uh, I played a lot of basketball. I ended up playing international ball for a bit uh, on the military team for SISM. Um I did. Uh, I did like long distance kind of running, which doesn't really fit the profile that much, but mm. uh, like Ironman kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I I won the military Ironman when I was uh, like twenty four, twenty five. Um, yeah pretty much basketball i did a little bit of mixed martial arts for a while but uh arm wrestling i've always loved it i don't know like i i kind of always knew it was my favorite Mm -hmm. and the older i got and the further i went the more everything just kind of fell off until i was just left with just training my right arm (laughs) three times a day (laughs) i
0: love it i love it and and I, i don't know if you can even answer this but i would imagine a lot of your opponents are intimidated by you. Have you ever met an opponent who intimidated you? Um, a lot of scary characters out there. My dad actually asked this question. He makes some notes on my podcast and he's like, Man, there's some guys look so, you know, like just like or someone you don't know, right? Maybe comes out of nowhere, you're at a competition, you look at a guy and he's massive and just looks like a tank. Like, has you have you ever been you, you must do most of the intimidating, I would imagine, but do you ever get intimidated?
1: Or can you not? <laughs> um,
0: I guess you can really answer that, maybe even.
1: I mean, I don't really feel like I get intimidated that much. I, I mean it's it's arm wrestling, like you know, like right. there's not there's not a lot of really bad stuff that can happen. I mean, you do put your arm on the line, like you can get your body ripped apart, like that. You can get your arm broke, you can get your hand crushed, you can get your muscles tore. All this is true. Um,
0: Have you had what's the worst injury you've had, and what's the worst injury that you've
1: you've uh, assigned? Well, um for me that I have the worst one is probably chronic. Okay. Cause I'm like a chronic overtrainer. Okay. Like I do it way too much. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've developed some nasty overuse injuries, uh, which I've had surgery for and, you know, I've, I've managed them, but you know, that's probably about the worst, uh, LeVon, the guy we've been talking about, he tore my bicep, um, that was about six months ago. It's, it's healing. Well, no, no problems. Um, this is yeah. the Georgia guy? Yeah.
0: Where, where was that? Where did you, where was that in Dubai or which one? Yeah, was
1: that? that was king of the table. Yeah.
0: And is it, is that when you go to that, is that the final, how does it, can you, I meant to ask this again, I have so many questions. I know we only have so much time, but like when you go to a tournament, is it like one V one and you go to the top or is it like you only, you are assigned a few matches or is it elimination? How, how do those work?
1: Well, there's, there's a ranking. Okay. So there's like a world ranking for arm wrestling and apart from the rankings, there are recognized champions. Okay. So a champion of a division. Okay. So, so something might be for a world title. Okay. Because the person has the, has the hammer or has the, the shield or whatever the league, you know, deems is it's, you know, number one holder has, and then there's like panels, that rank all the athletes. So a lot of times it's, it's for ranking or it's for world title. Um, And and I mean, that's typically what it is. It's like you kind of plot your journey through the arm wrestling world. You're like, okay, I at say I'm ranked number seven in like, you know, the hundred kilo division in North America. Okay. Not even the world. Say I'm number seven, hundred kilo, north america so i'm looking at six five four three two one very closely and i might try and get those matches actively i might really try and seek those out where i can somehow negotiate with a, a promoter somehow or negotiate with them directly hey meet me here i'll put 500 dollars on the table we'll go at it these are the rules we'll use so a lot of it is very independent but when you start to talk about the number one in the world, you know, in divisions, the leagues will be all over those. Everybody will want a piece of those. Everybody will want to have it at their events. So they'll, they'll probably be calling you. They'll probably be bidding on it. Um, yeah. And then you like, I don't want to discount the tournaments because there's a good chance there's going to be a resurgence and they're always around, you know, some promoter will just be like, I want to have a big event and they'll, Put fifty thousand dollars on the table and it'll be like, you know, winner winner gets thirty, second place gets fifteen, you know, whatever. And uh and it'll just be an open, open show and everybody'll go and it'll be potentially a double elimination tournament where you gotta lose twice and then you're out, but you'll just, you know, make your way through the class and uh you might end up in the finals and then who knows you can win or whatever, Is walk away the deal with the making
0: at the finals or is that not allowed or people like, cause in poker there's, you know, final tables, big money, some tours allow you to make deals where you can split a port appropriate to your chip stack. Like in a big a term like this, I don't know. You said, let's just say 50. Oh, out.
1: nobody's doing that.
0: No deal making. No.
1: Okay. Nobody is deal making. No. Right. I, well, actually that's not true. Okay. Sometimes what'll happen is like say teammates, Okay so say like so I got a guy uh, pork chop, okay He's like my number one training partner. so say the two of us went to a tournament and there was money. So quite often what would happen is to give us both the best chance of making money. He'll I might
0: piece or something or, or like well, you guys I would, yeah
1: yeah I'd lose my first match against him on purpose and I'd clean up the B side it would push him further and he would lose the next one against me. It's like we wouldn't maybe fight in the event you know and guys do that that's
0: that's a lot that's like that's like just open that's like a strategy open strategy there's nothing because there's no way to prevent it so i guess it doesn't really it's like you can be honest about it or whatever right but you never
1: i've never been like at a tournament where like it's two guys in the finals and they're like let's split it no never
0: never interesting yeah i mean i could see i could see that being the case or the other side also but yeah i guess it, it just depends i mean obviously um I have a couple more last questions, really, even though I have so many. But I'm curious about first off your team, like what you said. You know, your wife obviously an intricate part of that, but you have a manager, a coach, and uh, for your YouTube, like what goes into your overall um, you being the champion you are? Like who's part of it? I'm
1: very much just like a roaming human, like just a guy who roams the world arm wrestling like i i kind of go wherever uh you know i go from club to club training my base my home is ottawa mm-hmm. so i belong to the ottawa high hookers okay that's yeah. that's our, that's our team uh we train three nights a week in ottawa uh it's open to the public anybody can come you have to find us we're not easy to find but if you find us you're welcome in the door um and but i travel a lot so i'll travel a lot locally so like all around ontario i will hit all the clubs and i'll go international a lot and i'll just go i don't always just go to compete i'll go just to travel and, and, and train mm-hmm. and uh
0: how, how much how many days of the year would you say you're on the on the road typically like i'd out of, say out of your home.
1: less than half half half. Wow. when i get busy it's it's a lot like when i like a busy month i might be gone for like three weeks of of, of each month you know sometimes it gets pretty busy uh but you know i'm comfortable with with a little less than half this is good for me i get when i'm at home typically i'll get stronger mm-hmm. yeah and when i'm on the road i have fun and uh i get stronger in a different way but uh when I'm at home in my routine, that's that's ideal.
0: And and do you have a manager, an agent, booking? You said you kind of roam and do your own thing. Like, what? Like I don't, do you have a coach? Do I a don't.
1: Coach? I, the thing is, is, I've had a lot of coaches. Okay. I've had a lot of coaches, but the level I'm at in the sport now, I mean, I listen to people. Mm-hmm. I listen to people. I listen to the community. Um, I listen to other athletes. But really, the best way to put it is my next opponent. Is my coach right? Makes yeah. sense. And
0: yeah. do you, do you commentate or coach? Do you do you ever go to events? Is there commentators calling these? Is it on paper? Is it on YouTube? Like, what is that a part of it? Where you or do you, do do you, people ask you for coaching and you you train them?
1: So, ever? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I go to events in all sorts of capacities. As an athlete, as a promoter, as a, as a referee, as as a commentator. Um, I, I do lots of different roles in the community. Uh when it comes to coaching and training, I go all over the world and I do seminars. So I'll go all over, I'll talk to big groups, um, I'll do one on one 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 work. Um, you know, I feel like when I'm at all these clubs, uh I, I I mean, typically I'm the senior guy, so I will, gu- I will guide athletes. I, I'm very hesitant to put out like kind of like a prescription on how to train. I'm very hesitant. I, I more just kind of keep people up to date on the ideas that I'm playing with and uh, the systems that I'm doing. And I just put it out there. I just put it out there so if people are following me they always kind of know how I'm training and they can take it or leave it or whatever. Um yeah the whole coaching side of it I I, I won't be surprised if as I get even older that I I, I I imagine I'll coach more. Uh there's been a couple proposals of like across Canada kind of kids tours where, you know, we're doing like youth seminars all across Canada, which I'm super excited about. If it happens this year, that's great, but I'm sure it's it's going to happen eventually. Right.
0: Very cool. My last question for you is content, social media, the YouTube channel that's grown. You got a lot of loyal subscribers, followers. When did this first start? Was this something natural for you? Do you enjoy it? Tell me about YouTube content and social media for you
1: yeah so i mean for me it started as a photo journal basically Mm -hmm. um i never i never had any intentions of doing really anything with it i just kind of had it as a place to document some of my lifts and and then uh from there we started to have some fun with it we started to do some funny skits and uh but it's been really relaxed, really casual. It's it's more of a blog for me. It's more of a just a way for me to journal and uh, document. Yeah, because my memory's terrible. Like I yeah. can't tell you what happened last week. But if I go back onto my YouTube channel, I can you know remember. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I, I you know it's funny you say that because so I started a YouTube channel in 2017. I've streamed on Twitch for many years, uh, well, a couple of years before that, but before and then my friend of mine was telling me about YouTube, and I started thinking about, it, I was like. Yeah, it's it's in a way, it's like, it is like a journal. Because like you you mentioned even going to Afghanistan, it's like a blur, seven trips, right? You go to these tournaments, you travel the world, you're in Dubai for this time, that time, another time, these different stuff. It kind of all starts like, all right, like what happened? What was going on? And now you look back and, you know, you can scroll through here and your kids You know, for yourself, you get older 20 years, 10 years, it's like, oh wow, like, yeah, this happened, that happened. There's a document, it's a recording, it's a memory, it's a stamp. It's like a it's like a a more exciting journal, as you put it. That's how I look at my eyes. Same thing. Yeah. I love, love that part of it because yeah. you get you get the memories and you get to remember. Yeah. So and it's
1: yeah. and it's gotten to a place where it opens doors for me, and it's gotten to a place where it gives me freedom. Yep. You know, it's because of my YouTube a lot that uh I'm able to do exactly what I want to do with my life, you know, and I just document a little bit. And
0: well, yeah, it looks like I mean, you got gear, you have some fans that that come in and support and apparel. So like, yeah, you, you've basically made a business and a lifestyle out of what you love, which is, which is super cool. I mean, that's uh, got to, it's a dream, right? You get to do what you love and, and grow and learn and expand. And it seems like you got a, got a nice network. Uh, and, it, and again, it seems like it's, it's just starting, right? Like things are getting, it's exponentially growing. There's new leagues, new money, new sponsors, New opportunities, so it sounds like it's in pretty good health. The industry that's growing—is uh, that fair to say it's it's growing rapidly?
1: It is. When when I get, we're we're making a deck of cards. Okay. When I get it, I'll, I'll send you a deck.
0: I love it. I love it. I, that's very very cool. Well, yeah, if you add it to the store, I'll I'll buy some myself. I, you know, we'll use that for our our home games here. And and I do I do really appreciate it. You know, it's uh, it's really I I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy. I, I think even now you're about to. To head out on the road so I am, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah wish uh wish you a ton of success and i will check out the on Armbet. it looks like again we have the the tie with state kings and i know i would seen this on here but it's really cool that we got connected and again you can do this yeah. on Armbet as well on the yeah. website
1: and, and, and please stay in touch and uh we'll have to get together and uh teach teach me about poker yeah
0: Hey, listen get, get me on the arm I, listen I, I I don't know if I have hope like i my, I can't even put my biceps on the camera it'd be embarrassing but I, I I do need to get back in the gym and I'd love to learn some basic exercises to get uh you know to but to, bu- to, to buff and buffing up a bit and do that that would be pretty cool so I'd, now, love to, I'd love to learn
1: I saw I was looking I was looking you up a little bit your address I wasn't really sure are you are you in Florida or are you up in yeah You're in Florida yeah in okay. it, yeah Oh, that's great. Okay, listen, yeah. I'm going to be in Miami sometime over the next few months. Well, listen, you're welcome
0: to stay. Welcome to come hang out. We'll definitely get a dinner. I don't know if uh, I saw those pancake routines. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. as the last, I said last question, but tell me about the diet because oh, um, is, 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 is it? do you eat like a crazy amount of calories? Is that something where you always hungry or is it noticeable or is, are you pretty regular in terms of diet?
1: My diet has been all over the place. Over my life, Um, I was very proud of myself that I ate more than anybody for many, many years. I used to just gorge. I've most of my life I've been gorging, most of it. Yeah. Um, The last, uh, I'd say, you know, within the last two years, it got really crazy. Like, uh, you know, when I was, I was really going like. So I was world champ in 2008 to like 2012. And then I kind of ducked down into a weight division for many years, 2017, 18. I once again, tried to make a climb for the super heavyweight division, which culminated kind of last year. And from like 2000 and like 2021 to like sometime last year. Oh my God. Like I hurt my, I hurt myself. Mm -hmm. I hurt myself with the amount I was eating. It's, it was just stupid. Um, Is that something
0: too, like you, do you feel looking back that over the course of your entire career that you could optimize more with the right supplements or the right nutrition versus like just pile loading like pancakes and, and cookies or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, was it, was it, was it, could it have been better in terms of nutrition or is it sort of like you're a furnace and you just need to get calories in? It doesn't matter so much
1: on what you're eating. It's, it's both, you know, obviously you can always do better with nutrition, but if you can't, the extra calories will help you, right? Well, I um, listen.
0: I, I lived with Michael Phelps for seven years, from 2008 till 2015. Oh wow! And, you know, he uh he was, you know, I was I was always amazed how much he ate. There was this thing that got that got that got put out where it was like 12,000 calories a day or something, which yeah. isn't true. But like he did, eat, you know, it was the same thing. He cooked dough, know, ice cream, and yeah, you know, his diet was just kind of like he was a furnace, so it. it was like he had to put it in. But but even he, looking, it. as he got older and to compete with the swimming world like yeah you had to kind of tighten it up a bit on like yeah Yeah. i'd imagine it's similar
1: Um, it is similar yeah yeah. for sure like you want to eat well but at the same time you you gotta eat yeah, it, can't, it can't all
0: be broccoli and no gluten and whatever. No. You got You got it. You got to get it down somehow. So, well, listen. Yeah, again, I wish you continued success. This has been definitely a treat. I hope everyone has enjoyed and learned something new. And again, I have so many questions. We'll have to have you on again. And and I'd love to trade. Uh, we could we could definitely help each other. I'm sure, respectively, yeah. in our in our niche, yeah. uh, niche stuff that we that we do. Absolutely. So we'll, I look forward Thank to you for coming it. to Miami, and if I get up that way to Montreal. Uh, get up there a fair amount. Not too far. Can try to link up yeah. there as well. Yeah. I'll give me a buzz.
1: Way. We'll, we'll, we'll come down and party. Amazing. All right.
0: Thank you so much. And everyone, please follow my man on all the socials. He is an absolute crusher, Devin Larratt, <laughs> absolute legend, world champion. And we appreciate the time. We'll see you again very soon. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much, Jeff. Stay in touch.